Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think nothing happens in this town that is halfway between nothing and no one, but they would be wrong. There's plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. With the team having worked out some tensions, they are all looking forward to getting into the Kinley Ball and stopping whoever is affecting everyone's mind. But will they be able to execute their hasty plans in the city that always sleeps? Alright, so last time we left off with City of Mist, you guys had decided to follow up a lead at the the Kenley Manor party that will be happening on Friday. Darling and Tanner had a scene around Wednesday, so you guys have a few things to take care of before we head off to the party on Friday. Ugh, so things you have left, I know Darling has some stuff going on, which we will take care of in a second. Tanner is talking to Lennox Willis and anyone else who wants to join him there for the remedy. Uh, Faye will. And then we have the party. Uh, I can talk to my boss uh, since we talked to the, we talked about that being a scene. Oh yeah, we can do that as well. Yes. So I can I can start us off with that. All right. Uh, hey hey, darling, I thought you had a family emergency. Is that how's that going for you? Is it better? Oh yeah, everything's looking a lot better. Mama's doing so much better. She's out of the doctors now. That's great to hear. So, what can I do for you? So, I um, I don't know if you know about this, but I had a thought, and I think you're really going to like it. Lillian is singing at the Kinley Ball tomorrow on Friday. Right, crazy, right? First time we've ever been asked for one of our singers to go there. This could be our big break. I am so excited for this. That is why I was thinking maybe, you know, we're probably going to be really slow on Friday since everyone's going to be either going or pretending to go to the Kinley Ball. What if you send a couple of us as representatives to schmooze some of these high-fluting people? And get them to come to the chatterbox. Uh, make me a convince roll. I am going to use Charmer <laughs> and Control the Will of Others and Close Confidant. Sure, I'll allow it. Well, that is a 13. Well, yeah, I, I was going to use these tickets to get myself and my wife in. But I mean, schmoozing up those those bigwigs, that seems like a better idea. Well, I will be disappointed. I heard that they have great East Cargo. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fancy. I, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it'll be real fancy. Is there is there any way that we could go, like, do we need to have a ticket? Or is there a way to go alongside her as part of, uh, part of the team, so to speak? The way I'm going to have this work is that you have a ticket in, and another ticket will go to, like, another singer okay. of yours. So you... You are admitted entry in a normal fashion and not as a working fashion unless you really, really want to work it. So when I brought that up to you, it's because I wanted access to the backstage area. Is that going to be an option if I'm coming in normally? The backstage area, I think you need to sneak around either way for what you were doing. As I didn't talk about this with you. In my head, I was thinking if you are serving drinks, they're not going to have you in the backpack. So you'd need to do some sneaking around either way. 
And I, I don't think it's going to be detrimental either way. Either you look like a rich person who they can't yell at, or you look at a serving girl who might supposed to be back there, but you know, like, okay. no, that, that totally works. As long as those, as long as my idea of being able to get back there works, I'm happy. Yeah. You will, either way, you'll have to make the same sneak around roll and it will not hinder you to be one or the other. Perfect. All right. Tanner and Faye. So you guys are at the Mystical Grove. It is pre-evening. About four in the afternoon, five afternoon after work for you both. When you walk in and you see Lennox at the bar with... Why do I not just have the name? She Sylvia. Always. Sylvia. Yes, that is her name. As soon as Tanner walks in and sees Lennox, he kind of just stops in the door and he takes a deep breath and just goes, I don't know if I have the strength for this. Um, Strength for what, Tanner? Um, I don't... I think I hate Lennox Willis. <laughs> I think I hate him. I think he's a beautiful NPC that I made up. It's a strong word, but uh, I just find him the worst, I think. I think you probably make him nervous. Yeah, maybe you should Maybe you should lead, you know? Smile, maybe. I look scary when I smile, I've been told. Well, you know what happened the last time we tried to assuage somebody's fears? <laughs> At a restaurant. Wait, yeah, that was you. Hang on a second. <laughs> Wait a second. This is a terrible idea. Anyway, how are you, Lennox? <laughs> oh, I, I am doing great, Miss Cameron. It has been a fantastic day. I mean, I haven't really gone outside. It has been very nice to be inside, though. I am learning. Can new- you just stop? Can you stop? Thank you. <laughs> what did you find? Oh, I found that this is alcohol. Did you know that? That's not a that's not legal around here. I'm just kidding. That's a bartender joke. You know, it's pretty funny cuz I'm serving alcohol and me Has saying it's illegal. Te- Sylvia been teaching you those? <laughs> nope, picked them up all by myself. Got it. Is it anything aside from alcohol? Rose water shouldn't be alcoholic. This rose water is. Oh, just the the whole the whole drink. The <laughs> yeah, cuz I got the whole drink. Right, right, right. So I personally couldn't find out anything about it other than, like, chemical composition. And let me tell you, that's not what you're looking for. But Sylvia said that it is a weird two-part kind of thing. There's, like, two pieces of magic to this. Okay. There is the latent magic that is put into it, like, when it, like, like this thing has a magic in it, but it won't activate until it has a releasing agent. Right. Is that releasing agent music by any chance? I mean... We didn't try playing music to it. Do you think it like smooth jazz or like hip hop or <laughs> hip hop doesn't exist? That's a future joke. Ha <laughs> ha. Why don't you just try singing to it and see if it glows or something? I don't know any songs. <laughs> he tries poorly singing to it. It does not change anything. All right. Um. So is there a cure like an easy to inject or spray or mist cure like a? Well, that that's the hard part. No. But it does wear off, it looks like. It's not permanent magic. But for you guys, since you guys seem to be doing something with this, Sylvia's cooked up a brew of something that you can take right before you need it, and it should negate most of the effects of what's happening. All right, I mean, that's not terrible. How many how many doses do we have? So you basically have a dose that will last you the night of Friday. Do we have five of those? Yes, you would have five. Okay. One for each of you, and then one for Gideon. Thank you, Lennox. This uh, confirms a lot of suspicions that we've had. So I think this will prove very useful. Well, I'm really happy to be of help. You know, if you need anything else, I'm really good with technology. We'll be sure to I'm- let you know. <laughs> hey, that was a solid way to end that conversation, Faye. That was smooth. Believe me, I have practiced ending conversations with men I don't want to talk to. 
I believe that. Now, I have a question about society, I think, for you. <laughs> I'm sure you have many, but what's this one? Right now, just one. <laughs> All right. Let's say you want to get a special person a bottle of wine for a special occasion. What would you get? Um, well, I think it probably depends on the occasion. Like you just started dating darling. <laughs> Well, well, first off, good for you. Second, I, it should have a mix of notes that make you think of them. You know, things that, uh, that she likes. Tanner looks blankly at you and then at the bar and then back to you and goes, why don't you order that (laughs) and I'll stand here and smile. All right. I don't know enough about wine to be fancy about this. Faye orders a bottle of wine. <laughs> that's that's fine. Uh, yeah, so Faye talks with Sylvia for a second and then comes back with a bottle of wine. Try this one. Lots of warmth, a little bit of floral notes, um, and a hint of cherry. That sounds perfect. All right, as you walk out of the bar, you are frisked by police with a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really should—you really should have just been carrying that in a in a brown bag. That was very obvious. <laughs> they come up to you. That's illegal, don't you know? And take the bottle of wine. <laughs> <clears throat> so, darling, you come back to your apartment Thursday night, and you open it to find Gideon there. Uh, hey, babe, how's it going? Uh, she rolls her eyes and walks past him to put her stuff away. I I don't know why you're being like this to me, but anyway, I got rid of those flowers from what's-his-face or whatever. I mean, I think it's really rude of you to be leading him on when we're clearly an item. I'm sorry, what did you do? Though that horrendous bouquet, I threw it out. Why? Uh, because clearly he's trying to date you and we're already in a relationship. Okay, Gideon, I'm okay with him trying to date me because I'm not with you. I mean, you say that, but we do this all the time. You say we're not dating, then we hook up every night, and then we end up dating. So why why bother with the whole song and dance, and why don't we just skip to the part where we're dating? Because you know that's what you really want. You want me. You don't want, like, the one-armed hobo? Is he a hobo? I don't think he has a house. I mean, he lives in his office, but that's beside the point. So he is a hobo. No, okay. Sorry, that was rude. You don't want to date the well-meaning one-armed hobo. All right. You know, I will will be fair and say that maybe my actions have not necessarily made this clear to you, but I need you to listen to me because I'm going to, I'm going to make this as clear as I possibly can right now. Okay. I do not want you, Gideon. I don't want us to be dating. I don't want to keep doing this. Okay? Whatever it is that keeps bringing us back together, I don't want to be dealing with that anymore. Okay? It's It's been so long, us trying to make this work. And quite frankly, I really like Tanner. And I would really like to see where that goes. And I don't want to keep doing this anymore. And like, I know that we can't stop whatever this thing is, whatever this force is that keeps bringing us into each other's lives. But besides that, this is over. 
So at this point, he starts to get a little bit of a red glow around him, and he looks quite upset or angry. Um, and he starts saying some mean things towards Darling and about Tanner. But I don't have those things made up because I like you as people, and it's hard for me to do things like that. <laughs> Somewhere in that, uh, Darling finally like looks at him and goes, "You know, I think it would be best if you left and you got out of my apartment and you left the key because." You need to leave now. Yeah, so he breaks a few things on the way out, and the door is definitely off the hinges when he leaves. Like, not as in, like, him being violent, but, like, his mythos is just making him, like, super strong and, like, raging. So, you know, he slams the door, and it slams outward. You know, it goes, like, through the door frame. Uh, The key is deeply embedded into your floor as he leaves, saying, You know what? You want him? Take him. You guys, figure out this case on your own. I don't need you. You don't want me. So there, we're done. And then he storms out. So, Zach, I'm curious. The things that he said there, are the types? Are they the types of things that's like, are just, are, are mean to say? Or are they the type of things that I would unfriend you for? Mandy, how, how does it usually go with him? Um, I think it's unfriending level. And especially, At least mute level. Especially this time. No, like I think I think generally there isn't another person that's brought into this. And so the fact that like it's not just them arguing about stupid things in circles and it's actually like moving on and there's like another person now involved in it, I think that is that makes it worse. I th- I think the thing is like Gideon isn't a bad person. He's just not good for Darling and he's not and he's a very selfish in relationships. So when he's not getting what he wants, He's not necessarily a nice person. Yeah. I don't think he's... He's not meant to be necessarily a hateful ex. He's just not a good ex, you know? Yeah. And having um, Ares as a rift probably doesn't help. Nope. When when he finally leaves, I think Darling is pretty shaken because that did escalate pretty far. And, like, she does her best to like shut the door <laughs> and like, I think she tries to take the key out of the floor and isn't able to and finally just kind of accepts that she's just going to be able to lock her bedroom door and so just like goes in her bedroom locks it and stays stays put yeah uh, you have a like your evening is safe enough you live in a building that has a desk attendant you call down and they're like oh the, we'll make sure to be extra you know yeah. or not desk attendant um doorman like you have one of those buildings so it's like a sec- more secure building and you call down and let them know the situation and like they're yeah. very amenable. So there's nothing you have to worry about. Last call. Anything else you guys want to do before you meet up on thir- on Friday afternoon to talk with each other? Nope. So for this, so you said Friday afternoon. So this is like about to go time, right? Yes. Yeah. This will be about to go time. Is there anything you guys want to take care of before? Like this is the part of the video games. Like once you hit this point, you cannot return. <laughs> do I need to establish how I'm getting my vegetable truck or can we kind of? Wave that off. We can wave that off. I'm assuming. You, okay. I'm assuming you have contacts and renting a truck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What's gonna happen with that now with Gideon? I imagine he flaked and I just went and rented the truck, which I was gonna do anyways. <laughs> yeah. Like he, you, for the, for your guys's reference, Gideon is will not be at the party. He will not be there with you. You cannot rely on him as an asset. You know. So like he's so not going to be a muscle. In case yeah, we you have less muscle. It. So whatever that entails. So like. Any benefit he would have given you, you no longer have. He will not actively be a hindrance, though, you guys, unless something happens. But it's not like him being there. It's like, if you had Gideon, you could have done this, but now you can't. The kind of thing. It's Friday afternoon. You guys are all in the Mystical Grove. It is relatively crowded. 
It's a Friday afternoon. People are getting off of work early, going to speakeasy. Uh, you don't have to be worried about being overheard because this is your home base, but you have some hustle bustle around. Lennox waves at Tanner and Faye when they come in very excitedly, but you guys deftly avoid the bar for a little bit until he's busy, and then you talk to Sylvia. We wave, though, in a friendly way. Okay, well, well, don't play the game for me. You wave in a friendly way. <laughs> <laughs> Faye waves in a friendly way. Tanner, Tanner, is a jerk. Tanner tries to wave in a friendly way, but puts up his stump arm, <laughs> and it freaks him out a little bit. And it's just an axe, and he just stares unblinkingly. <laughs> uh, when Darling comes in, she looks a little paler than usual, but uh, otherwise fine, and gets a drink. Oh, by the way, Seamus shows. Seamus is already wearing his tuxedo because he doesn't plan on going going home after this or before the ball. That yeah, that's fair. I think. Oh, that I'm dressed in like a onesie, like a Utila onesie. I'm incognito. For those of you that want to have time to get ready after this, you have that. <laughs> yeah, but now I want to talk about what I'm wearing because Vinny brought it up and it's fun. <laughs> I was going to ask you all before you went in, so don't worry. I mean, we already we already established what Seamus is wearing. I'm going to ask you again, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> so what's our what's our play for this ball? Um, Tanner and I talked to Lennox and first of all, got these doses um, in case we ingest some of the magical hex drink. And she passes them out. It's, as we suspected, there's magic, latent magic in the drinks that's activated by singing somehow, we think. It's activated by something else. We're not sure about what exactly. It's like a two-part epoxy, you know. Part one, part two, then it turns into mind control spell. Um, For reference, I didn't mention this in the thing, but they also gave you the impression that these were not the same types of magic. It's not like one magic in two parts. It's two people's magic. Oh, okay. It implies two yeah. rifts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I did not necessarily make that clear. That's something you should know. Like, okay. I wanted you to know from that. Okay. But how we want to handle that at the party is an open question. Do we want to be switching out the rose water with something else? And preventing drinks from being made? Do we want to be preventing Lillian from singing? Do we want to just watch? I have an opportunity maybe to do that because I'm going to be in the kitchen delivering any gestures at his shirt and it says greens lettuce. Um, (laughs) Delivering lettuce. I have a lot of lettuce now if anyone wants some, but I could potentially, you know, dump the rose water out and fill it up with water or whatever, you know. Or at least keep an eye on it, try to make sure they don't serve too many drinks tonight. How many doses of that um, anti-drink uh, stuff do we have? Five? Okay. Right. Um, One for Gideon, if he's coming? I don't think he's going to be joining us tonight. All right. But that's okay. We, don't, we, we do not need him to do this. Right, we're a great team. I rolled some dice to determine if if Seamus is going to ask about Gideon or not, and he rolled above a 10, so he is not going to ask. He, he is smart enough to not ask. Good intelligence check. So we have one extra, and she kind of shakes it for whoever needs it. I don't know. Maybe I should hold on to You're it. You're going with someone, right? I guess I am going with somebody tonight. It might be good if he wasn't mind-controlled. Might be a, yeah, I was going to say, you might want to, like, Drug him first, for lack of a better term. Anti-drug him, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you mean undrug him preemptively. Yeah. 
Hopefully I don't have to explain that. Just uh, just say it's a, uh, what do they call it? A little something extra. Oh, there's a word for this. Uh, it's a pre-gaming. Yeah, I think that's what they call it. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I talked to my boss and figured out a way that me and a coworker of mine can get tickets. So we are now going in to schmooze a new client base. But more importantly, I can probably use some time to get behind the stage and maybe, I don't know, do a little bit of sabotage. All right. Yeah, maybe we could, like, kill the PA, you know, really ruin the party for everyone. I mean, do you have a better idea for stopping the singer? No, I was being fully serious. We could destroy their the speaker system. Like, if they have an, a microphone and an amplifier, like, break that. I, I'm agreeing, yeah. Mrs. Kinley is going to be devastated and i couldn't be happier <laughs> so do you not like them or do you do like them i so the the party isn't terrible it's just like it, it's a f- very fancy they uh pull out all the stops uh certainly but it's just never been my scene i guess it's a lot of uh pretending you know people or want to talk to them or I want to be there with yet another stranger that your mother set you up with, so... I mean, look, a broken clock is r- right twice a day. That's the expression. <laughs> what I'm saying is, maybe she'll eventually get it right. Who knows? Maybe you'll meet someone special tonight. Eh? Could happen. Just saying. I I suppose. Always the optimist, Tanner. It's my defining personality trait. That and that I hate dogs. <laughs> but, you know. Wait, you hate dogs? Since when? Yeah, I don't know. Always. Well, no. I guess... Since all of this, I just kind of don't trust them. They snarl at me. It's a bad time. So if Tanner and Seamus, are you, did you get on security for this? Yeah, I mean, as you've probably noticed, I'm dressed a little a little nicer than usual. Kind of gives a little wry smile because <laughs> he never dresses anywhere close to this. Right, he's never this fancy, yeah. yeah I was going to say, it looks good. Thank you. It does. I was, I was surprised myself. I didn't think that a, a suit like this would ever, would ever fit me they don't usually they don't usually make things like this in in my size um but yeah i talked to my boss and they were sending some some they're planning on sending some security for this event and i managed to get myself assigned to it my boss really tried to convince me convince me out of it i guess guess this is like not i mean it pays well but it sounds like it's not like the it's not the most let's say it's not it's 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 a humbling experience from what from what i gathered from him i can imagine but um, maybe you can get assigned to a spot where Tanner is so that you can look the other way if he is doing something. Oh, for sure. I can just, uh, when, when you arrive with your vegetable truck, I can just, I can be the person that walks up and pretends to stop you and ask what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. One, that's a great plan. Two, Faye, are you implying that I am not subtle? Because if you are, one, I'm offended. Two, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't really Im- Applying anything? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she said it outright. I honestly, honestly, Caitlin doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, just because it'd be like, oh, well, that way you could, you know, help Tanner sneak in. Like Tanner could do it himself. I'm not actually. Oh, <laughs> Tanner's not actually gotcha. mad. He was ribbing. That's all. <laughs> no, no, I just don't, didn't understand the joke. And if Darling's sabotaging the microphone equipment, what should I be doing? Should I be helping you, Darling? If something goes wrong, will we need two people? <laughs> Keeping a lookout. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe that, um, but also, so we think that it has something to do with the drink. So if he's 
if Tanner's not able to switch out the the rose water is what is enchanted, right? Yes. At the very least, yes. But okay. There might be something else too. It's occurring to me now that it might also be that they're mixing two alcohols together, and one of the other mm. alcohols is also enchanted. But we'll see. Well, and if if Tanner's not able to switch out, I guess whatever ingredient or ingredients are uh, causing the hypnotism. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to sabotage the bar. That's apparently that's where my head is at right now is just like physically <laughs> stopping whatever this is. Oh, you know, the other thing, too, that would be a good idea is um, get what's her name arrested because I'm sure she's going to show up. Uh, gosh, the scary lady. Oh, Lucia. Lucia. Yeah. Pasta lady. Um. All right. She might be there, so if she's there, maybe see if you can get security to, like, try to arrest her. You realize that security is me, right? Well, you got friends, though, right? So if we got, like, 15 people dogpiling her, that's better than five of us getting wrecked, or four of us getting wrecked. You remember she has a rift as well, right? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And we don't know what she does, do we? We don't. Have we seen her use her powers? No. No, we haven't. You've seen exactly zero of her powers. Well, I guess it's showtime. We cut to the night of the party. It is one of those manners where there's a, like, uh, it has one of those uh, half-circle drives where you can, like, drive up, and then you hand off your keys, or your valet will take it and park it for you. Um, it is in one of these that Faye arrives first to the party. What are you wearing, Faye? So, she's got a very 1920s sleeveless black dress with... You know how they have all the, like, silver sequins and, like, patterns and stuff, right? That's what she's got. And, like, black fringe on the bottom. And she's got her hair on a really smooth bob and, like, one of those little circlet things. All right. As you step out of the car, um, a gentleman approaches you. He... Wait, did her date not ride with her? Not for this case, because it's easier to introduce. Ride together in a car? <laughs> Without a chaperone? I mean, unchaperoned? Oh, scandalous. What if they had touched? Scandalous. <laughs> it's well, more like it's easier than to have 15 scenes to get you to the party to have this guy introduced yes. at the party. Yes. I like my version better. Society's fun. I, I wanted to hear the awkward conversation that they had in the car on the way there. Oh my Plenty gosh. of time for awkward conversations. It's called. It's a lot of kissing. That's what it is. That's why Faye can't keep a man. She just kisses him way too fast. <laughs> you know, a girl who kisses on the very first date is usually a hussy. <laughs> so it is a tall man. He's kind of muscular. He has like black rim glasses, blue eyes, light brown hair, just fetching <laughs> every way. Zach, stop describing yourself. <laughs> like the best lumberjack beard wearing a headband currently. <laughs> like you just can't keep your eyes off of him. That's no, how good Faye's he ideal man is not quarantine Zach. <laughs> Transported to the 20s. <laughs> uh, you do see a tall, muscular man though. He has dark hair. He has uh, nice blue eyes. They're very vibrant. He is wearing a tuxedo, and he looks very nice. Uh, he walks up to you. Uh, hello, are you Faye Cameron? Uh, I am, and you? Um, I'm Ewan Hughes. Um, I am your date for this evening, but I I want to put something out on the level, Miss Cameron. Uh, yes? Uh, before you think this whole evening was my idea, I want to let you know that my mother set me up to this. And where I'm sure you are a brilliant person, I'm currently not really on the market to dating, no matter how many dates my mother sends me on. Oh, it's such a relief to hear you say that. That's why I'm here. 
Oh, good. I thought I was the only one. These parties are a... Just the worst. Right? I mean, how many times can I hear about how expensive your suit is before I want to, like, shove something in my ear so I go deaf? Exactly. I have that problem all the time. I'm forever grateful that you won't tell me about your suit. I promise not to tell you um, how many sequins are on my dress and how long it took to do my hair or my makeup. Is that a deal? That sounds like a great deal. I I don't know what we talk about now, but you know, it sounds like a wonderful evening so far. It sounds like they have, it sounds like they have uh, pushy parents as a thing to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) For real though. Yeah. So we head inside. I'm so glad you made him like actually tolerable and not just, and I was, I was like, which way is that going to go with this? Is he going to make him the exact unsufferable type that she always gets set up with or the opposite of that? <laughs> right. Next to arrive is Seamus. Seamus is not part of the initial security walking the grounds, but you arrive shortly after. So Faye is a little bit early because her mother made her go early. <laughs> of course. So, so there would be time to shuttle her there if she skipped. Um, it's more your mother's like, we're going to make a good impression. You're right. So the most people can see you make an appearance. Yeah, right. And like you're you walk in Faye and I'll describe the scene in a little bit. But it's it's not I wouldn't call it empty. But you are one of those people who are fashionably early Mm -hmm. where it's like you're not it's not awkward how early you arrived. But it's It's so it can be like settled into place. Right, like, it's like guests can arrive starting at 4.30, and you got here at 5 when the party starts at 7. Gotcha. Like, it's, it's like, slightly uncomfortable for you, even though people are allowed to be there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Seamus, so you come to the grounds. You are given your assignment. You are... Uh, making me a roll. Tell me where you want to be and make me a roll. Well, I want to be wherever the deliveries are going to, like food deliveries and stuff are going to be okay. made. Um, make me a roll on how you would convince this person. Actually, we can, we, make me a convince roll. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know if I have anything for this. That is fine. An up and down roll is also cool. Yep. I don't think I have anything. Cause I, I do not have the charmer tag or any of that stuff. That is a nine. So you are stationed. Uh, so you get your assignment. The guys just like handing out assignments uh, where people are supposed to be. You are not quite at the delivery area, but you are stationed inside in the back rooms. You are one of the people who's supposed to patrol the like the back hallways to make sure that no one untoward goes in those areas. Sounds good. Now going to ask me what I'm wearing uh, in a second. So Seamus is wearing a very, very excellently tailored tuxedo, which is probably the first time he's ever worn such a garment. Uh, it fits him surprisingly well, seeing as he is a very tall, rather large man. So I, I would actually say it's probably it's probably a little slimming, too. <laughs> um, and so he doesn't look... He, he is still obviously security, but it doesn't look as threatening as he probably would otherwise. Uh, because of this tuxedo kind of like secret service vibe where they're not like like they look intimidating because they're there in a suit not necessarily because they all look like muscle hulks yeah cummerbund or vest or both you can do both no you can't (laughs) i was gonna say i didn't think you could do both you definitely cannot uh definitely vest i've never liked the look of cummerbunds personally (laughs) i agree shavis's taylor doesn't like the look of cummerbunds (laughs) tanner around I'd say probably about five thirty, six o'clock, you pull up with your vegetable truck to get into this party. What are you wearing and what does your vegetable truck look like? My vegetable truck is like a standard like it's it just looks like an old truck, 
maybe with like a little bit of like almost like a Conestoga wagon vibe over it. Like it's cloth topped, you know. Okay. And it's packed full of um, like all sorts of vegetables, but mostly lettuce, like it's clearly there to make beautiful fresh salads. But along the side, and it's like covered on the back, but along the sides, it just says Greens Inc. Tanner is wearing like a cap. And um, he's also wearing a prosthetic arm, and he's wearing gloves on both hands. Do you have, like, a mannequin arm, then? Is that, like, what it is? Yeah, basically. Okay. It's it's there so it doesn't look like he's missing an arm. And he's on his suit, though, like, his track, I guess, like, speed suit, utility suit, whatever. Like, he's wearing overalls. Space onesie. He's wearing a label that says Green's uh, Vegetable Delivery, but... It seems really thick, and, like, it has been many layers of layers stacked on top of each other if you look really closely. Like you've been greens something else many times? Like tonight, I could be greens something else if the lettuce thing gets burnt Ah, out. (laughs) Gotcha. Greens? Security. (laughs) (laughs) Boiler service. (laughs) Yeah, your boiler is really not working. We've gotten reports that it's freezing in there, or boiling, whichever one. (laughs) It's doing both at the same time, and let me tell you, that's a that's a code violation. <laughs> so you pull up. Hey, you're you're running late. You were supposed to be here an hour ago. No, look, lettuce is something you want delivered peak freshness. You don't want that stuff waiting around on a lukewarm table getting wilty. I cannot tell you how many heiresses I've had complain to me about wilty lettuce. It's the worst. Uh, you tell that to the chef who has been yelling at me for the past half an hour about where his lettuce is. He needs to cut up the lettuce. Have you ever met a not yelling chef? But yeah, I'll tell him. Don't worry. I mean, my mother didn't yell much, but... Was she a chef? I'd- is that the implication here? Is that you're from a culinary line? No, I mean, my mother just cooked food for us. I I don't distinguish between chef and cook. I think you've been hanging too much around those fancy people who say, like, you have to be trained to be a chef. At this point, Tanner kind of puts the truck into gear. It starts to, like, creep forward. Uh, can you make me a... I'm gonna say sneak around check. Uh, I can. Ooh. I think for what I'm doing right now, I'm gonna go with Calm Authority and Private Detective. Okay. That's a nine. Okay, so the way this is gonna work, you get in fine, but... This guy does remember you. Yeah, there's a reason why I said I was wearing a cap and had an arm. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So, but that's the way it works. This guy, like, took note of you. And that's how it's going to... It's not like you were just, like, one in a line. He remembers you specifically from the line. Yep, that's fair. That nice chap who said you have to be a chef if you're... You know, can't just be someone who cooks. So I'm going to back my truck up and, like, drop the tailgate and then just walk inside. What do I see? So you are in the back area of this mansion. It is kind of grubby a little bit, like not in a bad way, but it's like less taken care of because you were obviously in the servants quarters where the main family, the help area, right? So there's a lot of people milling about running around. You are easily, you easily enough blend into this because like, it's so chaotic. Like if you've ever been at a, like, uh, like, uh, kind of like Disney world when like, like stuff is going on in the backstage where it's like there are 50 people all running different directions and you better not get in their way kind of thing yeah um and you are like you can very easily see like the kitchen is up ahead is is seamus back there 
Seamus is more on the ground floor patrolling those hallways where I'm imagining. Okay. I'm imagining this house is kind of in a hill. So like where Tanner is, is like what would be a basement, but it's like. Oh yeah. Like oh, underground. It's kitchen. like, okay. it's like a half underground area where that's where all this is taking place. It was where Tanner is. You're on like the first floor patrolling the back areas of that, which is very nice. It, that's where the non-help live. If I want to start sneaking around, should we do that now, or do you want to wait until Darling's all here before I start? I want to wait till you're all here. Okay, then, yeah, I'll just kind of be in that back area. Basically, I'm staggering your entry so you all can have your moments. Yeah, that's You're all going to start doing stuff at the same time, if that's all right. Yeah. So fine. we can say for narrative effect, you currently have to unload some lettuce. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Darling, you are the last to arrive. You arrive probably around 6.30. The party starts at 7, so you are at a good time before the party's beginning. Appetizer's still going around. What are you wearing? So Darling is wearing what I would say is the equivalent of someone who is trying a little too hard. Like, I think that her job was probably like, if you're going to go there to show off, you need to show off. So she is in a very Gatsby black and gold, a long dress, drop waist, no sleeves, well, I guess like straps. And there's definitely a slit between the drop waist and the floor. So it's like a little too sexy for this kind of a party. But it makes sense because she's representing a jazz hall. Yeah. Um, make Just make me a roll, Mandy. <laughs> Do I get to add anything to that? Am I trying not to be memorable? Because if I'm not, then I have like nothing. But Are you trying to be memorable? Yeah, am I trying to? Just give me a straight up and down roll and I'll tell you and it will affect things later on. Okay. It's a 12. So you are dressed a little sexy. Well, do you want, are you, do you want to stick out or no? Like what is Darling's thought? My thought is that, my thought is that she won't stick out, but that's because she's coming with a friend. And so like people see two girls dressed a little too sexy and they don't know which one is which, you know? Okay. So there's like a presence of jazz hall singers, and you're just one of those. Well, specifically that there's somebody else that this could be like... Oh. Like, I, what are you... She has plausible deniability. Yes, exactly. You have like a twin here, kind of. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is you rolled a 12. So as you walk into the hall, you notice that... Though you felt you were dressed a little too sexily, that you are not the only one. And it's not just the other jazz hall singer. There are a multitude of people. Like, there are ranging from, you know, like, heads of houses and, you know, like, patriarchs and matriarchs who are dressed very formally. And then there are, you know, younger and younger generations that dress a little bit more sexily. It's got, like, or- the debutantes who are showing off. Right. So it's not... You are not, like, a you're not sticking out, like, a sore thumb because of how you look. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who would like to go first to do stuff? I can. All right. So as you girls, since you're both in the same room, you'll see similar things to begin with. Okay. As you walk into this room, you are led down a couple hallways that are very lavish and nice. They have art on the walls. You are led into a ballroom-esque area. This is where the main party is taking place. There is a large, very ornate chandelier that is in the middle of the room, hanging on the ceiling. Off to the sides side is um what appears to be a bar that is just serving straight up alcohol which seems a little weird you know since it's prohibition 
But then again, you know, you guys all frequent speakeasy, so it doesn't catch you that off guard. It's it's more the fact that it's just so blatant, they're not even trying to hide it. It's flagrant, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Faye, you were not surprised at all. You've been to these high society parties where, you know, you know how palms are greased and, like, people tend to look the other way. And there's a reason that it's private security and not police force. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, the mayor is probably here as well. And Yeah, they clearly don't care. They're like, no, we know. <laughs> Definitely. I'm not saying the mayor is a bootlegger necessarily, but like people high up know that this stuff happens and turn away because they want their alcohol. And their money. And their money. Right. So like he's getting both out of this. So it's a win-win. Um, the floor is like polished marble, I'd say. It looks very ornate. There are tables strewn about. It looks very fancy. And then to where you walked in are the double doors in what I'll say is the front of the room. In the back of the room is where the stage is. So the bar is off to one side wall. And it looks rather expansive, the bar. There's multiple servers. Multiple servers, a lot of alcohol. Probably more than any of you, with the exclusion of Faye, have seen in one place. And that includes the fact that you guys just raided storerooms that have alcohol. Right, yeah, they've gone all out. Um, there is currently a band playing on the stage. It is equivalent to warm-up music. You know, it's not like even an opening act. It's just there is a band playing music to keep people entertained. Um, the place at this point is decently crowded. It is not a huge, huge party, but it is a large party. So what I would like to do... Um, I actually want to try one thing first before I just flat out go and like try to cut the speakers. I would like to go back, try to sneak backstage, and then um, I want to try and switch out Lillian's like water for something like green tea or black tea or something that's really going to mess up her vocals. Okay. Isn't that milk? Isn't that the traditional I thing? looked it up. There's a bunch of different ones. You can do coffee, you can do milk, you can do teas, you can do alcohol. See, I thought I thought, I thought, thought a lot of singers use tea to, like, soothe their vocal cords. Not green or black tea. Oh. That has caffeine and can make your vocals really sore. And I thought that might be a little less suspicious than milk. So then, like, generally would it be decaf or, like, white tea or something? I think so. Or, like, herbal tea. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's yeah. usually herbal teas that people are. Yeah. Ah, makes sense. So easily enough, you can get the tea. Uh, you just go to the bar. Anything that anyone orders is gotten. It surprises you about how fast it is gotten. Like you had a peculiar order for an alcohol bar and they like almost to the point where they just pulled out a cup of tea for you. And it's like, here you go. Weird as in, well, these are really rich folks who like know how to throw a party or weird as in... Not supernatural, but... It's not It's not mystical. It's just... It just seems really fast. Like, these people are on point, giving you the feeling like... Gotcha. This is a very nice party. Okay. Um, make me a sneak around check to get backstage. This is where I have problems, because I am, I am not very good at this. You know, I think I'm just going to have to do a straight roll, and then if I get caught, I can... I can do stuff from there. I'm also going to uh, invoke your memorable face. Okay. So you'll have a minus one then. But you do get to mark attention on that tag or on that theme. Oh, that's a three. Oh, oof, that is rough. So you get caught right away. So you like go up to the door, like thinking you're being sneaky and stuff. And as you put your hand on the door handle, you hear from behind you, "Uh, ma'am, that is private quarters. We ask you, please step away. You're not allowed back there. That is... The host's personal quarters, so please step away. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I'm just, 
I'm so turned around here. I'm just trying to find the bathroom. Would you be a dear and help me? And I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is what I'm good at. And I'm going to do dominatrix and control the will of others. Um, he, you are going to have a minus one from him just doing his job. Okay. So he's just like harder to convince because he is security personnel. So that's a seven. Okay. That gives you a partial success. He believes me, but he watches me go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you're trying to just like convince him that you weren't trying to sneak in, right? Yes. I'm trying to convince him that I'm stupid and I don't know where I'm going. Okay. So the way I'm going to rule this is that he will take you to the bathroom. Yeah. So you convinced him enough that he's not suspicious of you, but not so much that he'll like just leave his post and let you like get in there. So I think he points you in the direction of the bathroom, but stays where he's at. Okay, um, so I'll go ahead, walk that direction. Uh, is there, you said that was like personal quarters. Can I assume that wasn't backstage or is that where I need to go? That was his excuse. That's, that is the easiest route there. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I, I was imagining that like the hallway you would have gone into would lead both to host quarter, like the, the bedrooms for this place and also backstage. I wouldn't know this, but where is Seamus in relationship to where I need to be? Seamus is where you want to be, more or less. Where I need to be. Dang it. Okay. But while we're doing that, let's flip to Faye. How's your evening going, Faye? Um, it's going a lot better than she thought it would be. Um, I think her and Owen are just drinking at one of those cocktail tables um, and people watching. <laughs> Um, So, but that also gives Faye the opportunity to people watch for people like Lucia, suspicious folk. I don't know. (laughs) So give me, well, first I have a question for all of you. Have any of you drank the draft? No. Definitely not. No, not this time. Yeah. Okay. So you all just have it on you? No, not that. Sorry. Not, not the, not the rose martini stuff. No. The remedy. Oh, still, still no. But yeah, I would just have it on a vial on me. Yeah. Not, not yet. Sorry. Yeah. I guess I guess that was a question I had. Is it a vaccine or an antidote or both? It is a potion that will last like the evening. It lasts four to six hours, whether or not you've whether you take it before or after. Okay. During. Yeah. So right. So you can take it after, but like the by, by the point you take it after, you'll have already taken some negative effects from the thing. So if you take it as a preventive measure, it will stop it. I and mean, that's also assuming we drink the alcohol, or if there's another like. Some other thing that causes it. Hey, you don't know what this potion does. You got a magic potion from, you know, the god of hospitality. So, you know, you don't know what this potion does. <laughs> well, no, I meant I meant the the alcohol, I guess. Like, if I don't right, drink the alcohol, if I don't drink the rose water, then... But that's also, like, there may be other It's things. just... I think it's just in case. Yeah, I think Seamus is taking the stance of until he thinks it's a problem, he's just going to hold on to it. Yeah. Okay. That is fair. Yeah, I think I think Darling hasn't taken it yet, um, but she's also tempted to actually drink the drink later on, depending on how far we get into this. Yeah, to see what they're being told to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, flipping back to Faye, make Sorry. me an investigate roll, um, specifically about perception. So you can't use stuff like fast friends or private. Well, a private detective would apply for Cody, but he, he couldn't use his like appears as a close confidant kind of thing. Intelligent. Yeah, that, that's all I can think of right now. Mm, let me take a quick glance at your sheet as well. Unless I want to make others focus on each other, not me. 
so that I don't stand uh, out. No, but I will give you men of power since that's kind of like okay. That's kind of the people here. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm assuming men of power isn't just literally just men. I, I thought you were using a turn of phrase, you know. Oh, okay. Um, I got a six still. Unfortunately for this investigation, but fortunately for Faye, you were just having a really good time making fun of these people with Ewan or Ewan. You guys are just like having a great time. Like this is the first party that you can remember where you've actually got to make fun, made, make fun of these people instead of have to pretend to be one. And right. that kind of just catches you off guard where you just like let your guard down a little bit and forget why you're actually here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she wants to keep up the conversation. Right. Yeah. Like in a way that you've n- you never thought would even be a problem in your wildest right, dreams. Yeah. That you were having a good time with a date your mother set up for you. Right. What she wants is a wealthy dandy. <laughs> <laughs> Starts talking to you about killing hippopotamus in Africa. He doesn't know how to shoot a gun, but apparently he killed one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And that's not this character, even slightly. <laughs> That might be other people you've been on a date with, though. Yeah, I, I've definitely had people tell me about big game hunting for two hours, but not tonight. <laughs> tonight, it's been mostly making fun of people who tell you about big game hunting for two yes. hours. Yeah, I think I think Faye and Ewan are both like pointing out all the people they've been set up with and all their like horror stories with them. I think there's also and just like comparing notes. I think there's also a point where you guys start trading back, like, oh, oh, who am I? Who am I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imitating people? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Seamus or Tanner, would let one of you like to do something? So, uh, real quick, I wanted to just double check. Uh, Tanner was bringing stuff in that he needed to not get caught, right? I'm legit bringing lettuce. Well, yeah, but also something else. So, for Tanner, when Tanner does something, he will tr- have to make a sneak around roll to get out of the area he's supposed to be in. In a fashion similar to what you will do, but you also like will get mechanical benefits because you're security and you have a way you can lie out of it being like oh we're switching shifts or whatever i'm trying to figure out what seamus would do at this point because my initial thought was i needed to go to help tanner with something but that sounds like that's not the case i mean if you want to help tanner get in you can definitely help him get in with assisting him okay yeah i think um after doing a couple like a couple of his rounds through the through the hallway He's going to go down to the lower level, those hallways, where the kitchens and stuff are, looking for looking for Tanner. Okay, I'm going to have you roll a sneak around check, but this will be kind of how... I'll say you can do that easily enough right now. The party is not in full swing yet, so you have a little bit of movement. As the night goes on, you might not have full access to everywhere, but since it's not like 7 o'clock, they're not necessarily as tight on like, you need to be exactly here kind of thing. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Can he roll to see if there's anybody suspicious going in and out of, you know, kind of like the security guard that saw Darling? Yeah, if, if you want to make a roll to, like, see if anything weird's going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would definitely be doing my job as well on top of, like, he's not just, like, not doing the job he right, was yeah. hired to do. Sports, their mechanical benefits. Um, I'm actually going to say, like, you don't really need to roll. Mm, how much are you doing your job? Like, how much are you looking for people outside of just doing your job of patrolling? Like, are you going above and beyond, or are you just, like, going through the motion, so to speak? Like, not in a bad way, but, you know, like, are you player character, or are you NPC guard walking around the hallways? (laughs) I would say, um, Seamus would definitely be, like, taking this job somewhat seriously, at least to start, because, um, 
he i mean he was actually hired to do this right he was this is his actual job and he doesn't want to lose this job um so i'd say like he would occasionally like stop someone if they if he didn't think they belonged there and like question a few people that wandered back not like not like interrogating every person around like no just like can i help you find something yeah strongly in play yeah so i guess here's another question for you is this an area that nobody is supposed to be in or just like only certain people i guess what 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 is the security supposed to be like for this area so you have a a medium-sized area you're patrolling and up towards the front where like the backstage area is there are people milling about as you get farther away from there there are less and less people it's not saying that no one should be there but it's also not a lot of people should be there most people back here are in some sort of uniform when you get to the back areas in the front areas, it's a little bit harder because there are performers and stuff. So it's a little bit harder to distinguish who's a performer and who's like a guest yeah. because everyone looks very nice at this party. So make me an investigation role ba- like for perception ish stuff. I'm looking at my tag to see if there's anything I can use. Hey everyone for your sneak around checks. Uh, you should all, probably use the can get anywhere tag that's part of your crew tag i forgot we had those just as a little helpful thing i just looked at it so here here's something i've i've wondered about what my dog tags of knowledge can do and maybe this is something i have to wait until it like levels up i don't, I don't know um so like so far i've pretty much only used it to find like mundane things that are unseen could that be something that would like like maybe h- highlight something that is unnatural like if if someone walked in, was a rift, would like could I notice that with my dog tags of knowledge? Or is that outside the scope of it? I think that seems like a good level up, or you can okay. use the stop holding back. You can always use that to use your powers in a never before seen way or scale. Oh nice. So everyone has that option with all of your powers, so if you want to stop holding back, it's a little risky because you know, like you're releasing a lot of power. But you can do cool stuff with that, like outside of the scope of what you're usually doing. Yeah, that's cool, though. Okay, I think he won't do that now, though. Right, that's fair. I'm just, as a thing anyone can do, but I would say for right now, if you wanted to do that with your dog tags, like if you wanted to highlight every rift for the night, you could stop holding oh, back. Oh, it would be for the whole night. I mean, if you wanted, like, you, we'd decide the scope. If you want to say for the next, like, for right now, like for this check, you could do that. If you want to say, like, I want to do this for the night. That's also something you can say you want to do. But there's a scale like there's a scale of like how like what the cost is if you fail. I see. Okay. Uh, I think he won't do that now yet. <sighs> Man, I have no I really don't know about my tags. <laughs> my tags are not really maybe danger sense. I'll allow it just so you don't have nothing. It's not quite that, but I'll, I'll, I'll Yeah, that's what I'm trying to So I'm trying to like think of our, I can like come up with arguments for both premonitions and danger sense, but they're both kind of weak. <laughs> yeah, maybe just do a straight roll. We'll see what you get. Snake eyes. Doesn't matter. Uh oh, no. So you go around, you stop a couple of people. I hate these dice. No one seems overly suspicious. Some people do genuinely seem lost. Most of them seem to be performers that are like went too far, you know, not maliciously, just took a took a left instead of a right at a hallway coming back from the bathrooms. Nothing too weird going on there. So you you do your rounds a couple of times and then you head you covertly head down the stairs to help out Tanner. Did we all fail besides Tanner? Tanner has. uh, Well, Tanner. Yeah, Tanner didn't fail to get into the building. Yeah, I think the rest of us all failed. (laughs) Well, luckily, the thing I failed at right there wasn't the 
mission part of it. Right. That's not the most important thing that's happening today. It, it was me doing my actual job <laughs> that I failed at. Do I do the thing? Because I was doing my rounds for a little bit and then wanting to go downstairs. Is that after this? Yeah, you're downstairs. So I'm going to... Okay. The way I'm going to do this is you can use a change the game to like help Tanner with a status once Tanner tells you what he's doing or once Tanner tells me what he's doing. Uh, okay, so I am downstairs and I'm, I was like kind of half-heartedly unloading boxes and then once anyone else started doing it, I kind of just wandered off. Um, leaving the truck sitting there with, you know, lettuce to be unloaded. What I want to do is grab one box that I fill with um, small onions and small olives, and then I just want to try to find an alcohol storage area. Cool. Make me... Make me a sneak around check first. Okay. And I want to use... <laughs> I want to use private detective for sure. Yes. And calm authority, because I'm like walking with purpose everywhere that I'm going. Uh, get another plus one, because you can, can get anywhere on your crew tag. Oh, yeah, right. Then that is a ten. Cool. Easily enough, you are able to sneak away without being seen. Cool. And since you rolled so well, you're like... As you're sneaking away, you bump into Seamus. Well, I'm glad you're down here. First of all, I need your help desperately. We have to, and I like kind of like ping pong my eyes back and forth. Make sure these tiny onions and olives get to wherever the alcohol is being stored. Wink. Uh, yeah, all right. I mean, are you sure you should be back here, sir? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Pretend, like, jokingly pretending to do his job. <laughs> All right, I'm looking for the room full of alcohol. Okay, um, make me an investigation roll, both of you. Can I do the see the unseen? Definitely. <laughs> well, I did very good, and I want to use truths that are hidden, finding dirt, and private detective. Sure. And that gets me up to a 12. I got to nine. Okay, so the way I'm ruling this is that these is less questions and you're just trying to find where you're going. Yeah, once we get in there, I'm going to have some questions, but yeah. Right. Well, I'm not going to like be like, you can't ask any questions, but like this is the investigation that this is, is more finding where you want to be. I think Tanner still has two questions left over from last time. I too. do. About Rosewater in general. Yeah. Uh, so you guys make your way winding through these hallways and are able to enter, find the hidden alcohol storage room. Um, is it just like literally like a basically like a tiny little storeroom full of alcohol? Um, it is a, so I, I did a poor job explaining that. I'm sorry. So you open up what, like, it takes you a little bit, but Seamus has a map of the place, which kind of helps out a little bit. Like he remembers that in his back pocket. Um, and you do notice like weird spot on the thing where it's like a, an empty space in the floor plan where it's like in the, it's just not, not labeled. It's not labeled and doesn't have a door. So you guys are like, mm, this is the spot and you are able to find like a secret door into the, an alcohol storeroom. Do we have to push any books or, or like, like permanently attack, like, uh, like lanterns or torches on the wall? <laughs> uh, as you open this room, it is actually quite large for what you were expecting. Most places have like smaller storerooms. This place is very large with many racks of alcohol and a lot of like, uh, casks of wine. I'm looking for rose water. So this is one of those unsatisfying answers. There isn't. <laughs> no, if there's not, I know where I'm going next. Okay, um, am I still good to do one more thing? Yep. Is there anything else that there really is to do in here? I don't think so. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't want to do that yet, but maybe eventually. I... <laughs> yet. 
I don't want to like knock holes in all the kegs just yet, but I'm kind of almost there. In that case, I'm just going to make a beeline for the bar like in the upstairs proper. All right. So as Faye is distracted, Darling is being escorted to the bathroom while Seamus and Tanner make a beeline to the main floor. And that is where we will end tonight. Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you want to hear more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. On Twitch, we can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the WGN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by Caitlin Balgaman, who voices Faye in this podcast. All other music is openly licensed or in the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it is the gods who envy us.